0: Alrighty, welcome everybody to the Midweek Message. I'm Pastor David, Senior Pastor here. So glad that you could join us on this Wednesday. Uh, Real quick, if you would like to give, which we would appreciate any amount, so any amount that the the Lord lays on your heart to give, I mean any amount, the links are down below in the description. Uh, So if you're watching on Facebook and YouTube, boom, there you go. If you're watching this on Twitter, go to my uh, Twitter page and the links to give are right at the top. So I made it very easy for you. We would appreciate anything of any amount that the Lord lays on your heart. Um, doesn't matter. It could be five cents, could be five dollars, could be fifty dollars, more, whatever. So God bless you. Uh, OK, so today we're going to talk about repentance, uh, which is. A subject I believe that is not talked about enough and I believe it is a subject um, that is often misunderstood uh, so like is it is it workspace I've heard that it, it's 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 workspace we, we don't preach workspace salvation well absolutely right we don't preach workspace salvation um, but today I'm gonna read from Paul who clearly did not believe um, in works based and you know it, it was from him that you know Martin Luther got his epiphany what is justification through faith? That was his epiphany that 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 helped to kickstart uh, the Reformation. So, um, but yeah, I'm going to read where Brother Paul talks about in Second Corinthians chapter seven. What re- about repentance? He mentions it. So, is it for us? Is it workspace? Is it what does it produce? Is it good for anything at all? Um, well, I'm going to get it. We'll get into all that today, and hopefully, this will bless you. So, don't forget to share this, please. Uh, also, quickly, um, as um, tomorrow, uh, you're going to want to be there for the podcast. Uh, Restoring your voice. I got an episode for you that you're not going to want to miss. Dealing with prophets today. Should we follow them? Tune in tomorrow, 4:30 p.m. Central. All right. So, like I said, we're going to talk about repentance, right? I, I mean, I don't. I hardly. Let me just say this and be blunt if you go to a church that doesn't repent that doesn't preach repentance then you need to find you another church post haste you need to find the church yes but you need to find a godly church that believes in this very foundational belief to the christian faith how do i know that is that is foundational that that we cannot be saved unless we first repent well we can read in places like matthew where jesus says hey the very first message he ever preached, repent and believe. We can flip over to the book of Acts right in the beginning, right? Peter's uh preaching a sermon right after Pentecost. Um, and so he, he goes at length about hey, we're we're in this new time, the spirit's been poured out in all mankind, and, and this is what Jesus has done. And then all the Jews gathered together in Israel for this feast, hear it and ask, what must we do to be saved? Peter doesn't say, say, I'm sorry, and repeat after me. No, he says, repent. He mentions the word repent. So clearly from the text alone that we know repentance is essential to salvation, which without repentance, that there can be no remission of sins, the Bible also tells us. So therefore, yes, repentance is foundational to our Christian faith. So I want want to read to you from Brother Paul's writings. But first, let's come to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for your guidance. We thank you that you have given us this gift of repentance Lord, which leads to salvation, this gift of repentance where when we come to you with a contrite heart, when we make the decision to turn away from our sins and turn to you, you forgive us because you are a good father, Lord. And by the very blood of Jesus, we can enter into the Holy of Holies, into your very presence, almighty God. So, Lord, let the scales be lifted off of eyes today. Lord, let hearts be open, Lord. Lord, bring your fire today in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. So uh, we're going to get into the subject of repentance, right? So Brother Paul here is writing about repentance to the church in Corinth. And you read the previous letter he had written to the church at Corinth. It was a pretty scathing letter uh, rebuking them. For the sin that they allowed in their midst. And it was different since he covered. He covered everything from idolatry to, to sexual immorality. He covered divorce. He covered all of these things. He covered how, how the gifts of the Spirit are to operate. And all of this. And so now we come to the second letter to the church in Corinth. And, and so here Paul is saying, hey, you know what? I, I'm so glad because of the fruits that i've seen basically so let's let's get into the text before we unpack this further so second corinthians i said so have your bibles and take your bibles and turn with me uh to verse eight so second corinthians verse eight though i caused you sorrow by my letter i do not regret it though i did regret it right it's like paul saying hey sorry but not sorry all right uh for i perceive. Uh that this this same letter has caused you sorrow the only for a while. now I rejoice not that you were made sorrowful, so he didn't just leave it hanging there, right? That's where a lot of people stop is oh you I feel sorry, and you walk around woe is me, and ashes on your head. um no, he didn't stop there. He said, uh, for you were made sorrowful in a godly way. Right. Oh, sorry. Let me back up and say, but that's your sorrow led to repentance. That's where sorrow should lead to. We'll get to that. For you were made sorrowful in a godly way that you might not suffer loss in any way through us. Godly sorrow produces repentance. That leads to salvation and brings no regret. But the sorrow of the world produces death. For observe this very thing which you sorrowed in a godly way. What carefulness it produced in you. So we're going to see where this repentance produces things in us. What vindication of yourselves. What indignation. What fear. What intense desire. What zeal. What avenging of wrong. In all things you have proven yourselves to be innocent in this matter. So clearly we can see that, that repentance is essential. We can see clearly that repentance is a good thing, but furthermore, it is a God thing. It is a thing of God. Is, I, I, I like to call it a gift that God gives us, a gift that brings us to him, or in some cases, if you've apostatized, in other words, turned away from the faith, then this repentance brings you back to right relationship with God. And quite frankly, if we're all honest with ourselves, we all need to repent daily. Now, am I talking about to the point of of making confession for six hours, the way Martin Luther did once upon a time when he was a monk? Ah, no, I'm not saying that. Where, where We get so guilty and racked, and, and and we we search out every sin, and then when we're glad that that we that we um that we repented now. Now we feel like we need to repent for for feeling good, and it, it's a it's pride no no that goes that goes you know that that goes far off the case that's that's worldly sorrow, okay godly sorrow brings us to repentance we we get sorrowful by the sin that we committed, whether we hurt ourselves or we hurt other people, we hurt God. what do we do? we're sorrowful we, we weep, we mourn as James writes. And because of this, it leads us to repent. It doesn't, it doesn't, we don't walk around with a perpetual dark cloud hanging over us, for instance. All right, we, we don't walk around in, in a deep and dark depression because why? God is saying, come back to me. Turn to me with all of you. Turn to me. I'm going to produce something in you greater than you could ever achieve in and by yourself greater than any works could ever produce i am going to bring you come to me i believe he's saying that to you uh, to many of you today some of you have been walking around in the funk some of you've been walking around with a wrong view of god and therefore a wrong view of how he sees you god the eternal judge god is judged absolutely but god is also the father God is also the one who is faithful and just to forgive all of our sins if we just ask him, if we're willing to. And and no works, no amount of penance could ever produce in us what only God can produce in us. We see this in the text. We we see where, where, where Paul is rejoicing over this godly sorrow that they had. It, it says it. Now I rejoice, it says in verse 9. I, he rejoiced over this. We, we see elsewhere where, where Paul writes, and then James also writes about restoring the lost brother. It's a great and joyful thing. We can't do this without repentance, though. We can't do this with a wrong view of what repentance is, it is not a work. May there be works involved, but it is not the crux of repentance. We know that Jesus says to go make right with our brother. If we remember a wrong that we have with them, go make right with them. Okay, that may involve restitution, absolutely, as part of repentance. But that is is a fruit of repentance. Not a works to achieve repentance. We want to go make right. We want to go pay people what we owe them, whatever that may be. It may be a written letter, maybe a phone call, maybe monetary, something. But we want to do that out of a love for God and more so because He loves us. Because by the way, God loves us more than we can ever love Him. Our love is finite, but God's love is so great. That is willing to offer the hand to anybody who comes to him. How often are we able to do that in our society today with the cancel culture going on? Right? But but it talks about here repentance. Right? And and, and he's he talks about for you were um uh for you were made sorrowful in a godly way. A godly way, sorrowful, and it's being sorrowful, is from god in a christian's life now there is a worldly sorrow at least to death but he says that godly sorrow produces that repentance that leads to salvation and brings no regret i mean who has ever regretted salvation i don't know of anybody who's ever actually regretted salvation itself there are many people lately who seem to be renouncing their faith but i don't ever hear them talk a- against salvation itself Who's ever, whoa, I've just been redeemed for all time. Wow, I've been brought into the presence of God. I'm a living temple now. God actually hears my prayers. What? I, I know I'm going to die no matter what happens. Who's ever been sorrowful about that? Salvation is like the most joyous experience anybody can ever experience this side of heaven greater than marriage greater than having children and believe me those are great things but but this is far greater reconciled to god when we were when we were uh so far from him you know if we looked at the distance from here to say jupiter right right now we can't travel that distance it's, it's inconceivable we don't have the um the ability to do that right now okay we don't we can't do that we don't have the engine, but even if we could, we would still be um farther from if if we could travel that far if we could travel to the next galaxy even it would still be be about that much compared to the gulf between us and God in our sin, and yet and yet repentance reconciles us to God like that faster than the fastest engine out there, or even in fiction, you know, warp factor, 10 billion, if you will. For you start for your chuckies out there. It says that Godly sorrow put that leads to salvation and brings no regret, but the sorrow of the world produces death. Why? Because the sorrow of the world doesn't lead anywhere. It leads us to, to be victimized. It, it, it might even leave us with a victim mentality. Oh, no, it's all their fault. I didn't do anything wrong. Or I did everything wrong and there's no way out. Or or even you didn't do anything wrong, but you feel like you did something wrong and therefore you're still stuck in it. And that's why we have many suicides today. Right? We have have soldiers, we have service members committing suicide at an alarming rate because many of them think they did something wrong and they just can't live with that. They didn't do anything wrong. You know, you ever heard of survivor's guilt, right? In other words, it should have been me. I should have been the one that died, not, not him or her. And, and they have a hard problem living with that, and they're guilty. That's, that is that is worldly sorrow. It, it is a real thing. It is a very serious thing with very serious consequences. But that doesn't mean there is it, not a way out. I'm telling you today, tonight, what the way out is. You you may have to come to God and say, hey, I've been wrong, feeling sorry. Come to God today and he'll set you free of all guilt from anything whatsoever. Because one drop of the blood of Jesus washes away all our sin. Amen. Or, Or washes away false guilt. I just talked about survivor's guilt. It, it is a very really, real emotion, no doubt. However, there is no truth that it should have been me. It happened because it happened the way it happened, just because it happened. I know it's an extremely simplified statement, but there is, that's just the basic truth of it. Believe me, I, I, I served 20 years in the army. Okay. Three, three combat deployments. I lost a lot of brothers in arms over there. All right. So, so I know this very real guilt. I just, I don't know, in fact, the Holy Spirit wanted me to really, really hit up on that, you know, as a veteran who, by the way, tried to commit suicide a couple of different times, so. But it says, um, but observe, for observe this very thing, which you sorrowed in a godly way. Once again, there it is in a godly way. What carefulness it produced in you, carefulness we really need that back in the body of Christ especially in the charismatic movement especially in the charismatic we need carefulness once again we need to be able to examine things fully right uh i we need to be able to sit back and not rush into things we need to be those who examine people's characters right i i i would I, that, yes that even applies to me by the way But oftentimes, for instance, we don't, we don't do that, right? We're not careful. We rush after something that looks and glitters like gold. And we say, oh, it must be true. So, so wow, what a prophetic person. I got to follow them. We don't bother to sit back and say, hey, wait a minute. Let me see something here. Right. Let let me see if they have a, a track record of truth. In other words, what they say, they have a track record of coming to pass. And if they don't. If they do miss it, and I guarantee everybody will. Because there are no Old Testament prophets today. Do they repent? Have they repented when they actually missed it? Uh, Well, those two things alone, if they're not sure of a person, then you shouldn't follow them and listen to them. But you don't know that unless you're careful enough to sit back and observe things. Sit back, and this is all stuff I called into Dr. Brown's show today. So ask Dr. Brown, line of fire, and ask him, about. hey, give us some advice about this. Guy who is far wiser than I can ever be, probably. And he, and he puts things in much better way than I can. So so he gave some of these things, right? And I agree with them, because these are something you know some things I've talked about just in a less eloquent manner. But we should be careful, right? Should I sit under the pastor? Should I go to such and such's church? Should I should I give to so and so's ministry? Well, sit back and observe first. Like I said, do they have a, a proven track record? Are they part of a local body? Yes, that is biblical. That is a command to be part of a local body. And if they are, are they submitted to that local body? Does that does that local body keep them accountable? Things like that. And I don't have the time to go into all of that. But but being careful. Be even being careful about what we consider as doctrine. Many people today for, instance, toss out the Trinity. We don't need to believe in that thing or, or it's not even true yet. The Bible lays it out. Clear the Trinity is, is, is even in the old Testament may, may not be as obvious, but it's there, you're, I mean, we're baptized into the Trinity. Jesus said, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. But people aren't careful to consider. You see what I'm saying? And there's so many things I could go into about this. But I think being careful, being careful even not to sin. Right? A lot of people live today with the attitude of how much can I sin and still go to heaven? How close to the line do I have to tow it? But that's the wrong attitude. We should be so careful—not not careful in a legalistic way, but careful because, but because one, we're going to hurt God. When we sin, we break we break God's heart. So we should be willing to be that way, and realizing not only that, but we have a mission. Should we choose to live in sin, in unrepentant sin, then we're no longer going to be effective for the kingdom of God. You should be so careful, like, man, you know what? I'm going to just say it outright. If it smells like sin to you, if it looks like sin to you, then you should probably stay away from it. Now, that may look different for, you know, certain people. That's fine. You know, you may you may be convicted that alcohol, drinking alcohol is completely wrong. God bless you for it. Well, you hold fast to that belief and get there for you. Uh, alcohol won't be a stumbling block to you. Praise God for it. Amen. So to my Baptist brothers and sisters out there. But if you believe uh, of the conviction, for instance, it's okay to drink alcohol in moderation. Praise God for it. Hey, you know what? You're going to drink it in moderation, self-control. So either side, you see, you, you you may think lots of different things, but I'm saying to you. Not only the journal sin that's laid out in the Bible, but if it looks like sin to you, stay away from it. And on the flip side of that, be careful, too, not to be a stumbling block to your brothers and sisters. So in other words, if somebody is convicted, I cannot drink a drop of alcohol. Maybe you don't know that they were an alcoholic. Don't be a stumbling block and talk about alcohol in front of them. Don't be a stumbling block and have a drink in front of them. You see what I mean? We, we got to be careful as well not to be a stumbling block. Whether that's going too far. No, it's called being biblical. It's called being careful. It's, it's loving our brothers and sisters. All right. So we got carefulness. Right? What vindication of yourself? If you're vindicated, right? Wow, well, it means you were charged with something guilty, right? Or as we today, you know, in the current court system, they allegedly, right? But you know, oftentimes. We have the court of public opinion. They said they were vindicated, right? Vindication feels good, right? I mean, I didn't do wrong. Or I'm not guilty. I'm not going to serve that sentence. I'm not going to be convicted of that, right? That's what sin does, by the way. We're guilty. Guilty of being against God. Guilty, guilty, guilty. Except when the blood of Jesus speaks over our life. And now God can say about us, look at my son, look at my daughter. All that has been washed away. I behold, I am a new creation. All things have become new. We're vindicated now. Amen? I'm sure there's other different interpretations of that, but hey, that's what I'm going with today. Uh, What indignation what fear let's let's pause on what fear right is it like oh my god is gonna strike me down if I step out of line you know if I don't come back I'm gonna be a leper for the rest of my life or something crazy like that no no what fear what what reverence right what what holy reverence that we have for God that he is infinite he is eternal He is so far above my understanding That I can never fully grasp him and where I'd be where I'd be here for a million or a billion years even yes That God who rules all who created all by by uh, whom all things were created by and 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 held together by Who always was and always will be That God yeah, I'm gonna serve him. I don't I don't want to disappoint him. And if I do, I'm going to repent of it. That fear, I, I even liken it to a holy zeal. Yes, because we should revere God that much with a holy humility, my friends. What intense desire, what zeal, what avenging of wrong, amen? In all these things, you have proven yourselves to be innocent in this matter, But you're like, but brother, like, didn't he just lambast him? Like for all this other stuff that they were doing, you know, eating I- food offered to idols, you know, divorcing, uh, uh, the, the gifts of the spirit running rampant and out of control in their church and all that. But then, church, what the heck? He just said, "Proving yourself to be innocent in this matter." Like what? How did that work out? Because repentance, they came, they repented, they they turned away from their sin and turned to God. Amen. They turned to God. Their minds were changed. Their way of thinking was changed into what you see where where that applied elsewhere with the mind of Christ. Amen. They were transformed by the renewing of their mind. They repented with zeal. Fervor. I know some of these words are lost on us today. But zeal—that's where the word. Uh, that's where and, and the word zealot, right? You see that mentioned as one of the apostles, Simon the zealot. Amen. Why? Because back in the days, the zealots were—you know—they had a motto: "No king but God," and they refused to bow the need of to um, to Caesar and recognize Caesar in any way, and then go as so far as to, to to plot assassination attempts against Roman officials sell. Are we, do we ever come close to that zeal for God right now? I don't know. Not here in America. Not often. Zealous enough to kill the sin in your life. Zealous enough to have your flesh crucified with this lusts and desires. Zealous enough to die to self. Zealous enough to say, I die daily. When's the last time you were that zealous? I didn't realize I keep turning my mic the wrong way. So I'm speaking loud enough. I'm in my preacher mode. Zealous enough to say I die daily to self, to live for God, to opinions, to my opinion, to the opinions of others is it God above all else because it's either Christ who lives in me, is that I who live, or nothing. Are are you zealous right now to want to chase after God, to seek him with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of his strength? Are, Are you zealous enough to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? Or do you seek after money? I'll get there when I get my life together. God, you just hold, hold, you just stay back there, and I'll call on you when I need you to bless me. God, don't you know I have to work a job? I don't want to. What you said? You said move where? But God, don't you know what? And why are we telling? Why do we even do that? Why? Why are we all of a sudden playing God? We turn, we turn God big G into God little G and we exalt ourselves, telling God what to do. How dare we? If that's you, how dare you? you? You think moving down here to Texas was easy? Oh, no, but God said to do it. We said yes, and he made a way. Doesn't mean we're living high on the hog. Two cars, white picket fence. No, but God made a way. What does the Bible say? Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. That means you could tithe to to every day of your entire life, but you walk in disobedience, it doesn't mean a thing. You know, Jesus even made that coming to mind. You tithe mint and cumin, but neglect the way to your matters. Repent Repent do you want change in life repent? Do you want to walk closer with God repent? Do you want the fruit? That only the father can produce when he prunes us as it says in John 15 repent then let me, let me give you this stern warning If you decide to live in unrepentant sin the father will not prune you And Jesus makes the illustration that everyone who does not produce fruit, they're cast into the fire. Where do you think that is? It's not Arizona. It's hell, a very real place. You want to live in unrepentant sin, then you know what? Don't be surprised when you don't have a relationship with God. Oh brother, I don't you know I struggle with this sin? I struggle, 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 struggle. Are there things we're going to struggle with? Yes. And let me tell you, plainly and clearly. Struggling to break free of sin is nowhere as a Christian is nowhere in the Bible. But brother Paul said, "I, I do the things I don't want to do, and, and the things I don't want to do, I, those ones I do." No, but that was also the same Paul who in Romans chapter six. Talked about no longer being a slave to sin. Well, if you're a slave, there has to be a slave master. And if there's a slave master and you're the slave, that means that slave master controls you. So Don't please tell me that sin is controlling you and I'm a Christian. Don't do that to me. Please. That flies in the face of everything about God and what's in this written word. He sets you free from it. Oh, you're going to mess up every day of your life. Welcome to the human race. Does it control you or not? Do you want to break free? Do you want to stop being a slave to sin? Repent. Are you sick of being controlled by your lust and desires? Are you sick of being controlled by what's on that computer screen or your phone screen? Pornography. Are you sick of it? Repent. God will set you free. Believe me. I know the power of God to set men free set this guy free are you sick of it yet I think of that skillet song or, or at least the lyric. are you sick of it are you sick of it when are you going to get sick and tired of being sick and tired believe me God will do something in your life radically that no other, no no works, no penance. It's any works that can pop into your mind right now. Will work, because let me tell you what. If if you're controlled by sin, you're going to sin. Believe me, I've 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 witnessed this myself firsthand. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to throw away my computer. I'm going to throw away my TV screen. I'm going I'm going to get rid of all these media devices so I don't with that. I won't sin. Yeah. Until one day at work you get caught looking at pornography or something like that. Or, you know, you you buy a pay-as-you-go phone. And I'm not kidding. This is stuff I I know about. You're not going to get free from the control of sin unless you come to God. But I'm telling you the good news today that God will set you free if you repent and believe today. Are you ready to repent and believe today? Or, or maybe you're not in that category. You're in the family of Christ and praise God for it. But you never really thought repentance was needed. Maybe, maybe you're one of those once saved, always saved people. Well, I came under the blood of Jesus and He didn't he 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 don't done done uh judge you anymore. He took all my judgments on the cross. I came to him and woo. Now you think you can go live like the devil and be part of the family of Christ. No sir, no, ma'am maybe 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 there's some issues you you need to come before the throne of God for today. Praise God for it because He will set you free from that as well. Maybe it's a wrong mindset, maybe it's a wrong view. Believe me, repentance is a beautiful thing maybe maybe it's it's wrong held doctrine. I don't know what's in your heart. only God knows the heart of man. but I'm telling you, come to the throne. Today, the invitation is open right now. If you're watching online, it's all right. You come as you are. And I guarantee, you, when you come as you are, you won't leave as you are. You'll leave a completely changed person, a new creation today. But the decision is in your court. What are you gonna do? Let's come to us come before the Lord today. You you pray to him how you need to pray. I can't tell you what to pray. Only 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 what's in your heart once you need to work on is it, between you and God Almighty. come to the throne today, I'm gonna pray for you though, Lord, I pray for everybody within the sound of my voice right now. I pray, Lord, that the Holy Spirit conviction would fall upon everybody within the sound of my voice that they would repent today that they would make a decision to turn away from their sin and turn to you. To and I think even as people do it, you're setting people free in the name of Jesus. You're setting people free from their sin. And they are being set free today. Because when the sun sets free, it's free indeed today. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord, for everybody making a decision, a new life for you, Christ Almighty. I thank you. For people being transformed today by the renewing of their mind. Even as they repent, their minds are being renewed today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. I give you praise and I give you glory for that in the name of Jesus. Amen. I felt like, I I felt, I almost feel like a Southern Baptist preacher. In the name of the Lord. Ha! You're being set free. Ha! I've seen my fair share of uh, of Baptist preachers. I'm not making fun of them. Really, I'm not. I love, I love my Baptist brothers and sisters in Christ, okay? But if you came to the Lord today, or or maybe you want some free resources for those that you're out there, you know, ministering to and and, and preaching the gospel and they're coming to salvation, may, maybe they need some free resources. Let me know. Let me know and I will send you, okay? For free, no charge. David.McGuire at restoredtolife.org. All right? McGuire at RestoredToLife.org. If you didn't get the email, don't worry. I got you covered. You can go into the About sections um, on the Facebook pages or on the YouTube channel. My email is there. Amen. Shoot me an email. All right. I got something for you for free. Who doesn't like free, right? So anyway, with that, let me see what time. Oh, I did good on time, man. Any Anything under an hour is good on time for me. So any of you have been around for my Sunday sermons. So with that, um, we're going to end. But don't forget, don't forget tomorrow, tomorrow, Restoring Your Voice podcast, going to talk about the prophets. Alright? Should we follow the prophets today? Don't forget, if you would like to give too, one last time, one last reminder, the links are below. Three ways you can give. We appreciate any amount. Alright? This stuff isn't free that we do. And we need, people from, we need help from people like you. All right? You didn't know that preachers could rap. You didn't know that. All right, with that, we're out of here. Be blessed.